you do know that iCloud is a synchronization tool and not a backup tool, right? If you didn't know that, this is the episode you need to listen to because not only do we explain why that's the case, I give you a really good answer as to how you can solve this problem for both your iPhone and your Android. It took me weeks of research and I think it's a great episode. I hope you like it. Hi, and welcome to Backup Central's Restore It All podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup, and I have with me a guy who was trying to get me to spend like $1,000 more than I wanted to today, Prasanna Maliandi. How's it going, Prasanna? I'm good, Curtis. Be lucky it's only $1,000 more. I could have been like five grand more. It was going to be like at least $1,000. I was thinking more like $800 more. Oh, but taxes too. You're right. Yeah. I mean, you, the thing is, I, I'm generally the same as you in this scenario, you know, in this scenario. So what we're talking about is that is that uh, I am now um, independent from my former employer. And uh, I wanted to get a new laptop because, uh, you know, because I had a laptop provided by my previous employer and they... Um, they want it back. Um, you know, they want it back. Yeah, it was reasonable. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was it was a condition of my, uh, you know, the thing I signed there. Uh, you know, that's generally the way these things mm-hmm. work, right? Um, and uh, so I needed one. And what I actually decided to do in the end was buy a... Uh, right, right now, since I am neither fully employed or fully figured out what it is that I... Yeah, I'm gonna you want to be a little careful. Uh, replace employment. Yeah. I want to be. I want to spend as little as possible. So what I did was I actually bought the exact same model of the laptop that I had been provided, so that for two, for two reasons. One is it was much less expensive. It was a thousand bucks, like out the door, like shipping included and everything, and it'll be here in a couple of days. And the. Um, the uh, other reason is that it has the exact same port configuration, so I can use all of the all of the uh, for, for listeners the who don't notice it. or who don't know. Uh, if you go, I think we probably talked about Curtis's dongle slash device <laughs> accessory issues for at least maybe yeah. ten or fifteen of the podcasts. <laughs> I think. I think. And the thing is, I feel like I have like the perfect setup now. And if I get, you know, like if I get like an M1 or M2 uh, MacBook, the port configuration will be different and I will lose. I will not be able to use this. What I think of as the perfect one, because I have the, this model has the two uh, USB-C ports right next to each other. So it's this dongle that plugs into both of them and then takes over. It's just, it's just very nice. Oh, Curtis. <laughs> but we are thing, creatures of habit, I guess. And I know you've spent yeah. months and months trying to deal with USB hub issues. So I'm glad I'm not having that conversation with you again. <laughs> I did. I, I don't want to deal with that right now. I want to figure out what's next for me. And uh, still doing that, I, I have some really good uh, ideas for those of you that are listeners to the podcast. Um I am leaning towards being independent and doing, um, you know, content generation, including podcasts, um, you know, papers, website, content, videos, um, and 
reviews of dongles. Um, <laughs> just do just do just do dongle reviews. Um, there is a lot of stuff out there, stuff. by the way, dongle wise. There, there, yeah. Uh, just go, yeah. It, it's it's ridiculous, and I've been through a few of them, right? Um, yeah. So, since you didn't want to do that again, yeah. Since you've talked about being independent, do you want to throw out our disclaimer? Yes, I will throw out our usual disclaimer. This is an independent podcast, and uh, the opinions that you hear are ours. Uh, <laughs> This is a new version of this disclaimer, so I'm practicing it here. Uh, the opinions that you hear are ours and do not necessarily reflect those of our employers or non-employers in my <laughs> case. And um, be sure to rate us at ratethispodcast.com slash restore. And also, if you'd like to join the conversation, you can reach me. Uh, I'd love, you know, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Uh, I'm W. Curtis Preston at Gmail, at WC Preston on Twitter linkedin.com slash in slash Mr. Backup. And, um, uh, you know, just yeah. <laughs> reach out to me what you want to talk about, et cetera. We're a kind. Yeah. I think our guests like us. So yeah, they do. They, they seem to enjoy the, the experience. We're not, we're not mean. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, persona can be sometimes, mm. but I ask questions. Um, That's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really good at doing that. Um, and speaking of questions, this episode uh, it all goes back to something. <laughs> Somebody brought it up on a podcast, didn't they? Yeah, it was. Uh, Do you remember? I think it, it wasn't this part of the Sue Peterson podcast where she was. No, I, was it? How do I recover from my environment? This is where it all yeah. started. And then you're like, oh, I have data in iTunes or in iCloud. Yeah. What do I do with my data? And they started this whole long saga. So I think by the time this goes live, the Sue Peterson slash Daniel Rosehill episode will be published. Right. right. Talking about how do you recover your environment and where do you start from? But that sort of kicked off this discussion about, hey, what does Curtis do? With, or what does Mr. Backup do with his yeah. uh, iCloud photos? With his own stuff. Yeah. With, with 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 arguably what some might consider my most important data, which are the pictures Aww. of my grandkid. Um, so so here so here's the thing. What so I, I have an iPhone. I have an iCloud account. I pay for the extra storage. So when I started Persona, what what do you you're in a you're in a you know you're in the beginning of this. What 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 do you what do you Google? iCloud photo backup. Yeah, like how do I back up yeah. my my iPhotos? Yeah. My you know how do I back it? Yeah, right. And what is the answer on every one of the articles that I got? Use iCloud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, but that's not a backup. That is not a backup. Please tell me that's not you know. Um, that was so frustrating, right? Um, was that uh, so I so I had to find I wanted a consumer level answer <clears throat> and I wasn't getting one yeah. that was the answer that I was getting I was like the whole point of this project is that my data is only in iCloud mm -hmm. that is not a backup <laughs> um so that's why I embarked on this project so everyone thinks that oh yeah the data on your phone is syncing to the cloud the cloud they're backing it up for you right apple's doing that right apple with the goodness of their heart right is 
taking backups of all your pictures, making sure that you'll never lose them, right? No matter what happens to your device, right? To your iPhone, right? Everything's always good to go in the cloud and preserved and following the three, two, one rule of backup. Yeah, it's not really like that, right? <laughs> um, don't, and, don't burst my bubble, Curtis. Um, I mean, they may indeed be backing up because in this case, it is a service, right? They may be indeed backing up what they give, what they are storing on your behalf. Like in the case of, uh, for the case of a total data center failure, mm -hmm. for example, they may indeed be backing that up. But what they're not doing, this this is very similar to, I mean, this is very similar to Microsoft 365, yep. where they may indeed be doing backups of that data center. They, we, I actually know for a fact that they have uh, delayed replication copies of Exchange specifically. And, um, but I also know that I've contacted them as a customer, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, my Microsoft. former employer was yeah. a customer. And, and said, hey, can I get access, if, if, if we lost data, can I get access to any of those delayed replication copies? And they said, absolutely not, right? Yeah. It's not for that, it's for the entire data center uh, goes away yeah. and they're gonna bring it back. And I think in the case of iCloud, at least when I was reading the contract, the MSA, I don't think they talked, or I think they said that there's no guarantee that you will be able to restore your data or get back your data in case yeah. something happens. That's on you. Just what you just what you want to just what you want to hear, yeah. right? Uh, but I think the most important thing to understand about iCloud specifically, and the, the, the same is true of you know um, Android phones and syncing to like Google Cloud, and that is that it is a sync. It is not a backup. The kitchen and sink. The <laughs> it is a synchronization um and that th the fact that that's the case really it's it's funny that I, we were going to record this episode today and i think it was last night or this morning i got in my little news feed i got this story and it was like you know the you know what the way they write headlines nowadays mm -hmm. of like sensational you know, five things you don't do mm -hmm. with your phone and the third one's really going to shock you um, it, it said like, make sure you don't make this mistake when selling your old iPhone. Yep. Right. Now I was thinking the mistake would be don't erase it. Right. Don't, you know, you're not erasing it. Right. So you would give someone your, your data phone with all of yeah. your personal data on there. I'm sure people do that. That would also be a mistake. Yeah. Right. Um, it's easy to not do that. Right. You can go in and basically say erase all data from this phone. Mm -hmm. Um, but apparently what some people do is they just go in and erase their contacts and they erase their photos like manually. Yep. I, I don't know why you would do that. You're but clearing your phone. The thing. Yeah. What's that? You're clearing your no, phone. I'm just saying right? Yeah. Why you would do it that way, yeah. right? Basically, what they said was that if you are still synchronizing to iCloud, if you didn't think to uncheck that box on that phone. First off, I think it's a dumb way to do it. But second, if you do it this dumb way, and then you don't uncheck iCloud synchronization, it will sync all of the deletions of your contacts and your photos or whatever else is you delete, it will sync that up to iCloud, which will then sync down to the new iPhone that you just bought. 
right? Which means you will then delete the data from all of your devices forever. Yeah. Wonderful. That's exactly what the consumer wanted, right? Yeah. Um, that is why iCloud is not a backup, yep. right? Um, is that it's a synchronization tool, not a backup tool. There is zero history built into that tool. Yeah. Um, and so I set out to uh, on this little project of mine. and Multi-week I project. Up, that, yeah, multi-week project. Ultimately, I ended up testing two, um, well, three. Three? Three four? mechanisms. Four? Right? Was it four? What, so remind me here. What did we do? So I, I did the, the rsync.net method. rsync.net. You did iDrive. Right. You did Google Photos. Yeah. And that's the fourth. Didn't you also pull down the data to your hard drive and then back it up with some other? Well, that's what our oh, that's that was what the rsync.net. Rsync. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you used a different so one as do... well. I could be wrong. Well, that well that but that that would all be the same yeah, method, yeah. right? It basically, Pulled. so here is the problem with the iPhone, right? So the problem is that many people, including myself, have optimized storage turned on. So if I put an agent on this, if I <laughs> I was going to lose my phone, uh, if I put an agent on this phone, it may or may not. Um, synchronize or it, it may not it, it, it might back up what's optimized the, storage like the the thumbnail on right it might back up the thumbnail not the original photo which is only up in iCloud yeah. which again I really should have thought about this I this is bad <laughs> this is bad on me that means not only am I using a synchronization tool I'm not even using a synchronization tool I am knowingly pushing data saying to Apple yep. no 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 what I say I'm saying I'm knowingly saying to Apple Please keep these photos that are really important to me only in one place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> Even worse. Yeah. It's It's not just a synchronization tool. It's a synchronization and optimization tool. Um. And so I, I'm just I'm a, I'm just a little ashamed, persona, that I um. Uh, Do we have like a I wall of shame for Curtis, for Mister oh, Backup? I. Yeah, it needs to be on there. <laughs> um. And and so so here's what but, 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 so but, but, wait just be, wait, go before ahead. you go on, I think it is important to to tell the listeners like you were tricked by this feature because you didn't realize what it does. I think a lot of people don't actually understand that implication, right? That turning on this feature because Apple makes it so easy to be like, hey, go buy 200 gigs of iCloud storage for a dollar ninety nine a month. And by the way, I know that you bought the smaller iPhone to save a hundred dollars a month. Right. Instead of going up right. the next level and just turn on this feature and everything automatically goes to the cloud. Right. And um, the, the irony of all of this, okay, is that when I actually saw how much, how the size of all my photos, they would totally fit on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> like I have a, I think I have a 256 gigabyte phone and I had about 60 gigabytes of photos. Yeah. Um, which for the record is what made this whole thing possible because if I had like, you know, a terabyte of photos, this, every step in this project would have taken much longer, yeah. right? Uh, when I was looking at this, my dream would be that I could, like if you look at Microsoft 365, there are 50 companies <laughs> all trying to sell Microsoft 365 backup, backup services, yeah. meaning that you can buy a service that will authenticate with Microsoft 365, back it up, 
and you're good. That is not possible with iCloud. That was my first thing that annoyed mm. me is that um, I couldn't, there was, there's no such thing as a service that authenticates with iCloud and then backs it up via the cloud. That would have been the most efficient, easy way to do this, right? Yeah. But I do wonder, there is no such thing. I do wonder if some of that is maybe because things are end-to-end -end encrypted nowadays with Apple iCloud. I, mean, I just don't know. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to say it's because Apple doesn't want them to. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> um, right? So uh, the... Um, so the first thing, the first idea that I got was because I didn't, I didn't, well, I didn't know what I know at the end, right? <laughs> the first thing I said, well, I need to get, so I can't go directly to the cloud. What I need to do is I need to get those versions down here, yeah. right? Down here on, on the planet earth. <laughs> and although the cloud is also on planet earth, but you know what I'm yeah. saying, right? So I got a... Uh, and it, and it wasn't going to, you know, it's not something I'm going to put, uh, on, it's not going to fit on a regular laptop. So I just happened to have a portable hard drive and I just connected that. I was actually able to using some tricks in Apple, you can specify my pictures folder is over here, mm -hmm. right? There's a, a series of steps to move your pictures folder. And I moved my pictures folder to this portable hard drive. And then I, um, told the iCloud to synchronize, you know, my iCloud pictures down to that folder. To the library, I think is what and they then, call it in. Yeah, to the library, yeah. right. And it's weird the way it stores it. And I don't like the way it stores it. And that's a whole other thing, right? Because it stores it in a, in a package. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, <laughs> it, and it means that like, well, whatever. It, it's just annoying the way you, it's. Stores, it's not okay? like you could see it in the normal Finder on your Mac, where you see the folders right, and all right. the rest, you, right? It, and the picture <clears> names. Yeah, you you can go in and say show package contents, and you can see it. But, it, but anyway, it's just weird. Um, but then what I said was, well, I need. I'm going to try to back up that. And the, the the there are a variety of things that you can do to do that. Mm -hmm where you can but you basically you can use any decent backup software that is able to penetrate that package and everything i played with actually was able to understand yeah, it it's like a file I, I think system. it actually yeah yeah it's well it's folder really structure. just a directory yeah. it's really a folder structure um with completely and, and again this is why i'm just annoyed it luckily this method was not the only method that worked so, uh, and what I chose to do because we'd had him on the podcast, I chose to use rsync.net, right? So I paid for the minimum <clears throat> amount of storage that you can get on rsync.net, which was like 600 gigabytes, mm -hmm. which was way more than I needed. But you didn't know at the time and, how much you actually had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. You're right. I didn't know how much I had. And I went and I just rsynced that folder, the, the pictures folder. And it worked mm -hmm. right um it was relatively straightforward it synchronized it and i could see the folder structure over there just like the folder structure over here and i could see that when i made incremental updates to because that's the problem if it's one monolithic file you yeah. do incremental update and you have to back up the whole file you didn't have to do that um <clears throat> it an incremental 
update would cause a, a minimal Change. synchronization yeah. up to rsync. And by the way, let's just talk about rsync.net there for a minute. So um, it was really straightforward, right? Mm -hmm. I just needed, um, you know, a fuse mounted system on this end. It created, um, what, what does fuse stand for? Uh, file system and user space. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, that's not the, that's not what the acronym means, but, but it's like a user, it yeah, a user space file system. Yeah. 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 And so I, I, so that was the only hurdle I had to, to crawl. Mm -hmm. No hurdle to crawl. No hurdle that I had, to, hurdle that I had to get over is I had to find a, a way to mount the, on your Mac. you know, to do a fuse mount yeah. on my Mac. Right. And, um, that wasn't, that wasn't too hard. So I used a tool called cloud mounter. I didn't have to do that. I could have downloaded a piece of software and, yeah. um, just did that, but I just used cloud mounter and, um, it basically made the rsync.net a file system on my remote, on my laptop. And then I ran rsync. Yep. It's rsync.net. So I ran rsync and, and it was simple. I had a copy of my stuff over there and they do history. So that was uh, an interesting so they do historic copies of your file system over like you know, snapshots, multiple right? days. Yeah, like snapshots, yeah. yeah. So um, I, I would have had history. I would have had another copy. Um, and, and that all really worked. I, I guess I would say of all of the ones I did, though, it was certainly the most complicated, hmm. right? Because and I had to set up a thing yeah. over there. Uh, and I had to set up a thing over here to do the mount. Then I had, then I have to manage the backup process. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, our sync is, if you know, our sync, our sync, it's pretty easy, but, um, you know, yeah. I've got all the switches and that I normally use memorized. It's really, you know, pretty easy. And it might be a bit overkill for you, like for this use case, right? Yeah. If, if, especially if you're a consumer, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're just a regular non-techie consumer, this is not yeah. really an option for the average person. Now, I know that you looked at rsync.net, and then there were other things that yeah. you were thinking about with a similar mechanism, right, where it's basically, I kind of liken it to like a dump and sweep approach, right? <laughs> it is a dump and sweep. Right. It's exactly a dump and sweep, yeah. Right. I know you were also considering looking at rclone, right, which is also yep. done by Nick, yep. right, the yep. creator of rsync.net, right, that allows right. you to sort of sync to various uh, object stores, Right. I know you were looking at that, but I think there were also. I think, I think our clone would have been actually a simpler method than rsync.net plus rsync. Um, and that would, but it would have been the same workflow. Yeah. In the end, I'm just not a fan of this workflow. I was, I was only a fan of the workflow because at the beginning of the project, I thought it was the only way to make yeah. it happen. And, right. And by fan of the workflow, it's also the fact that. You're taking a picture on your iPhone. It goes up to iCloud. You then have to synchronize it down to your laptop, right? And then I think on your laptop too, did you – ah, this is the one that I was going to ask you. I think initially you were also telling it to export the high-res pictures first, right? And then later you did the copy my photo library out, right? No, no. That, that, that was a – that was a way of, I did that for okay. testing purposes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, um, oh, that was because this is, this is one of the things that I hate about the, the folder structure of the pictures is that the names of the folder of the, of the pictures there, 
um, are complete nonsense. They're, yep. they're managed and it's, it's random and managed by Apple. And apparently they change over time. Yeah. So it, like you just have to treat that as a Black monolithic box. entity, yeah. even though it's not technically one. Uh, I just, I just hate that. I yeah. just hate that whole thing. Uh, there's nothing I like. I, that's why I've never used it. I've never used yeah. that feature to store the pictures yeah. on my local yeah. uh, hard drive. And it's a pain, right? Um, because you have to now sync it to another device that you may not use. And you have that external hard drive sitting around yeah. and all the rest, right? Yeah. It's a painful but, process. Yeah. So, yeah. So it requires me using the pictures folder thing that I don't like. Uh, it requires me to hook up an external hard drive because I don't have enough storage on the laptop. Uh, it requires this two-step dump and sweep approach. Um, and in the end, if I needed to restore a particular f uh, photo, I would have no idea which really, because the, the, the file names are like really, really long. Yeah. Right. They're, they're just, it's just complete nonsense. So I just, I've after all that was done, it wouldn't have matter whether it was rsync.net or rclone or, you know, Whatever backup else. exec. Like yeah. it wouldn't, it wouldn't have mattered. The other thing, and again, it's just because of the method that I chose rsync.net, although it's, I think it's very affordable when you're larger, when you're only dealing with like 75 gigabytes of information, being forced to buy 600 gigabytes of stuff, it, you know, yeah. is that, wrong. I think it, it was like 10 bucks a month. Yeah. And I think um, also the other thing to point out is with um, our clone, right? Um, yeah. With Sorry, with rsync.net, there was no egress costs, right? I think with our clone, one of right. the things when you and I were talking about, right, it's like, what is this really going to cost you, right? Because it's, what's your request pricing, right? You as a user, you have to figure out what your request pricing is. If you have to retrieve data, like say you decide to use Amazon S3 Glacier Deep Archive to store this, right? Super cheap cost-wise per gigabyte, but pulling the data out, right, might be a little bit more expensive. And so you have all these things that you're trying to figure out as an end user. Yeah. And again, I, I was trying to view this from the concept of an end user yeah. and uh, just that whole thing. The cost was a lot. I mean, $10 a month doesn't sound like a lot, but $10 a month just to back up my photos, <laughs> if I'm an average person, is a lot. Yeah. Right. Uh, I just I just hated that whole process from beginning to end. Yeah. So so fail on yeah. on step one. Uh, so the next option that I looked at uh, and I was really surprised that this was an option, and that is Google Photos. Yep. So I could install Google Photos, which is essentially the Amazon or the uh, the Android version of iCloud. I could install it on my iPhone. It would magically pull down the high res copies, and then uh, you know archive them. That we're mm. going to come back to that in a minute. Archive them to Google Cloud. Yeah. Okay. And and wait before you go. And yeah. also when it pulls it down, it's doing it in such a way that it's not consuming all the space again on your Correct. Phone. I watched uh during all the methods that I tried, <laughs> um, never once did I see my storage change on my phone. Right. Um, so that was nice. Um, but yeah, so and we're gonna get back to the archive thing. Um it's it's back it's it's like a it's like a bastard child between backup and archive is what what both of these tools do. Uh, basically, they're missing this concept of of delete. What it is the is that Google Photos is a one way backup to or a one way sync really uh, 
to from iCloud, from the photos on your phone, high-res versions from iCloud, to Google Photos. Mm -hmm. If you delete a photo out of um, uh, iCloud or your phone, nothing's going to happen to the copy that's in Google Cloud. Yeah, which is good if that's what you want. Which is good if that's what you want. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it's just, you just need to be aware of that, right? Yeah. Um, and I, it, it is... You, Go ahead. So what if you did the other way? So can I go to Google Cloud and delete the photos there if I needed to? So the uh, good question, Persona. And the answer is yes. You can go to Google Cloud, the um, like the website, yeah. the website. You can go to Google Photos, the website. You can delete photos that you want to delete and then... Uh, it will sync that back down to Google Photos, and you'll get when you open Google Photos the next time on your phone, you'll get this little notification that said, "Hey, some mm. I think it calls it like offline changes. Like offline changes happened since the last time you were here. You deleted 15 photos. Would you like to just delete them now, or would you like to review them? And you can review what's been deleted." And then when you do that, you have the option of deleting them both in the Google Photos archive on your phone as well as the i uh, the iPhoto or no, I'm sorry, the camera. Yeah, no, it's got they, well they have a thumb yeah. they have a they have a storage optimized copy yeah. uh, just like Apple does, right? So you, you have the choice of you deleted a bunch of stuff up in Google. Do you want to delete those from your phone? And that was pretty slick overall, mm -hmm. right? So because I did some um, optimization, I went and bought a, a product called System, spelled C-I-S-D-E-M, which was a duplicate finder. I realized that I had a ton <laughs> of duplicates. I had a, out of the 11,000 photos, I had about 1,600 duplicates. Mm. Um, and that product's pretty cool in that it finds similar photos. Mm. Um, it finds low res and high res versions of the same photos. It finds like burst when you did a, when you do a burst. Yeah. It finds those. Um, and then you can just literally say select all and delete, the, delete the duplicates, or you can manually pick yeah. them if you want to be picky. Me, it was 1600. I didn't have time for that crap. <laughs> so I just deleted them all. And I was able to do that in Google cloud, mm. which then synchronized down to the phone, which then synchronized over to oh, nice. um, iCloud. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, and it was two ninety nine a month, right? Not bad. Uh, was the Google Cloud version? I think my only, um, I think the fact that it is a one way sync is probably safer, right? So your phone could get completely hacked and nothing would happen to the stuff that you have up in Google Cloud. Mm -hmm. um, you you can do. And you can do some maintenance of like going in and deleting photos that you really just wish you didn't take, yeah. right? And then just get rid of them. And then it can, but you got to do them in Google Cloud. I think th my only complaint about that is as a frequent user of iCloud.com, I found the iCloud website More uh, much easier to use for mass, mass deletes, mm. right? Literally, I can just, I just hold down the command. Uh, key and I'm either hitting uh, command delete or next yeah. command delete next command delete next whatever right 
it, it just wasn't that slick when I was in Google Photos. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was doable, but it just wasn't slick, right? Um, but overall, it's a decent solution. Unfortunately, the, the reverse doesn't work. There isn't an iPhoto app that you can load on Android yeah. to do the same thing, which I thought was interesting. Um, it makes sense from Apple's perspective, closed ecosystem and all. Like only recently yeah. did you actually get Apple TV Plus on an Android phone, or sorry, on an Android box. Right. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, that's a philosophical discussion. I don't yeah. really want to get into that. Uh, but, um, and that's what led me to my third um, experiment. I yeah. guess these are all experiments, Third option, right? yeah. So first one fails. Second one, good, but there's no Android version of it. Um, and it's $2.99 a month. Yep. The question is... And you already pay for iCloud. Something- oh, sorry. And it's two ninety nine yeah. a month, and you already pay for iCloud, and so now you're going to be paying this as well to Google for two ninety nine right. a month. Right, right. So the question is, can we get something that's just as good, if not better, that maybe even costs less? Because, <laughs> <laughs> like you said, this is like your doomsday copy, if you will. Right, you're yeah. trying to be yeah. efficient from a cost perspective. Yeah. And by the way, we could, you know, again, if, if all you're concerned with is cost, th- there were some other ways that we could have done it, right? I could have that, that first option. We remember when, when I was doing the first option, we were thinking about backing it up to like uh, uh glacier deep archive or something. Right. Um, and just hope that I did never have to use it. Yeah. Right. Um, but, but again, I, uh, I, I was trying to think like a consumer. Yeah. So, Thinking like a consumer, I just kept, I just kept Googling. Uh, I think what I started Googling later was, you know, this idea of the storage, you know, how to back up storage optimized mm. iPhone. So I started searching um, of like full resolution iPhone backup mm-hmm. and, you know, various things. Because again, the, the challenge was that optimized storage. And I found I found a number of companies who basically said, "Hey, uh, yeah, that's a problem." <laughs> You're like, right? "Great, this doesn't help and, me." Right, and I'm like, "Well, Google figured it out, so clearly the API is there." And so I found this company that I've known for years. I've just never used them, and that the company is called iDrive, which is kind of funny that yeah. you know they were called something else before, right? I think they were. I think they were called something else before. They've been, but they've been around for a while. Yeah, and they are a, a company who you know is. Um, I mean, I I know nothing about them other than their features and you know how the product works and how it's priced. They support you know PCs, Macs, iPhones, iPads, and Androids to a single account. But you've talked to their support <laughs> folks. Yeah, I did talk to the support folks. So, uh, but basically they do both Android and iPhone. And I said, you know what? This might be the ultimate solution. I thought I found another company out there, but I but I didn't see it anywhere, mm. right? At least I was looking around. If I found a second company that did this, and if you're a company that does <laughs> this, where you're backing up both iPhone and Android, uh, you and and very important, and you deal with the... Storage optimized storage issue, mm-hmm. right? 
uh, then feel free to reach out to me and we'll do, uh, you know, do a second episode. So, um, so basically it was as easy to install as the, uh, Google photos. All I did was I, you know, I created an iDrive account. Mm -hmm. I paid the enormous fee of $2.95 for a year with a hundred gigabytes of storage. Okay. Uh, now I had a, I had a good, I would, I had a talk with, you know, your friend and mine, Steven. And he's like, well, there's no way they're making money with that. And I'm I like, well, I think it's a lost leader. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or it also and, depends uh, on, I don't know. Or, and, or it also depends on how much storage people are actually consuming. Because I'm sure there are people who buy a hundred gigs or 500 gigs and they'll pay the price and they'll only be consuming, say, like 50 gigs. Right, right. So I, I again want to go, if there was a better service, a more expensive service, I would have reviewed that. Yeah. I would have reviewed both of them. So far, this is the only actual backup and restore piece of software that does what I needed to do. And it happens to cost $2.95 a year for up to 100 gigabytes, which was more than enough to cover my phone. And I think the 500 gig was like 795 or something for the year. Right. Uh, or... Yeah, it's, let me just, uh, yeah, 500 gig is 995 a year. Once you go up to over 500 gigs, then you have to go into their personal plan and it's $60 for the first year. Okay. See what I mean? Like it goes from $10 to $60, but that goes up to five uh, terabytes. Yeah. Right, and um, they're running a deal right now where you get eight dollars for the first year for five terabytes of cloud backup. Exactly, yeah. So they they definitely have some aggressive pricing. So how did it work? Um, the most important part. I installed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I installed it. I backed up. I restored. I deleted photos. I restored the deleted yeah. photos. It restored them in place, et cetera. So, but I know you're briefly talking about like the installation process. So you installed an app yeah. on your phone. You went to the iDrive website. You created an account. Right. You logged right. in on your phone into that account. And then, bada bing, bada boom. Just selected a, yeah, you just selected a couple of options. It was like, do you want to back up photos or videos or both? Do you also, I think it also does, you know, contacts. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. And um, then it just took, like in my case, it took, and this is why the project took so long, is it takes a couple of days to back up, you know, 60 gigabytes of photo over, a, you know, a cell phone yeah. connection. Yeah. Right. And for those listeners who are keeping track of this, it should be a drinking game, I think. I think this is the sixth <laughs> time Curtis is uploading his photo library to the cloud. Yeah, which is why if I if if I was like a 500 gigabyte library, this would have taken months, right? Um, and by the way, each time I am uploading, I am then restoring the entire library down to a folder, and then I'm doing a, a, a diff between the size of the folder and you know, and I'm doing visual inspection of the different photos. So with both the Google Photo and the iDrive Photo, I was able to verify that they are storing the entire you know the the the, the full resolution mm -hmm. version of the photo. Um, and, um, it was just, and, and most importantly, it was cheap and easy, <laughs> right? This, this was, this was the cheapest and the easiest. I think, I think the Google photo again would also work. 
Um, maybe it's a bigger brand name. Maybe you like that. Um, I, I like that with this. Oh, and by the way, with this, um, it's also a, it's not a one-way sync, but it's a backup without deletion. Hmm. So it keeps track of, um, like if I restore the whole thing, like it, it, it will always be able to restore a photo, but if I restore the entire library, I'm going to get all of the stuff I've backed up from that library. Including you can all the do deletion. garbage collection. Okay. Include it include yeah. You can do garbage collection, but that's a manual process, basically because they give you, you know, in this case up to five hundred gigabytes. And the um because I did, by the way, actually upgrade to the five hundred gigabyte plan for ten bucks uh and start backing up my laptop. And so the um but if you delete something and then you want to reclaim that space, uh, you have to do a manual compaction. Gotcha. And I, I think that's like my one complaint um, is that it didn't seem to have the point in time concept that I'm familiar with in the backup space. And um, And what would you consider that? Like that's a little weird, right? Not having... Hey, I'm going to bring your world back to a certain point in time. Yeah, that was that's why that's why like both of these I I kind of they're kind of they're almost like archives and less like backup. Yeah. But they do backup and restore. Um if if I could if I could make a a very strong suggestion to both of them, but especially iDrive because it is advertising itself as a backup software it should understand the concept of point in time. I should be able to restore. I understand that, you know, for, they'd see it as a feature to keep the older stuff. That's fine. But I should be able to restore the way my iPhone looked yesterday. Yeah. And the fact that I deleted a bunch of stuff two weeks ago, those photos should not come back. And then I have to go and redo the deletion that took me so long to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, average consumer, not going to think about that. Yeah. Maybe the average consumer doesn't clean up. <laughs> so I think that's really the thing. Well, think about it, right? If, if you didn't have that system tool, right, you probably would never have gotten rid of your 1,600 duplicates because it's not yeah, worth your time. Yeah. But I do, at least me, again, I can only speak about me. I regularly, like in the last, let, let me just pull up my phone here. Because I am always sending goofy stuff to you, yes. right? Yes, yep. I'm scrolling through... My photo library, I see just like, you know, for those of you that are just in, on the video, uh, just in like this page, I see like 20 photos that I took so that I could send them to you or send them to somebody else. And then I need to then like immediately delete them. But I don't immediately delete them. But then like a week later, I then go delete them. Well, those photos would still be in iDrive. Yep. Right, so they really should get the concept of, and it um, can't be too difficult to recovery. do a point in time, you know. So I didn't code it. Yeah, but I, I'd say if we if we go all the way back to the beginning, hmm. how do I back up my iPhone and my Android with with ease and relatively low cost? Right now, the only answer I have for that is 
uh, iDrive. Yeah. And if you have an iPhone, I also have the answer of Google Photos. Would, and would your answer change if you were not subscribed to iCloud? No. Okay. I, I don't know how. No, that's what good. else would you do? No, no, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. I mean, if you're not subscribed to iCloud, you definitely have to have something, right? Because then everything's all on that phone. Yep. And that's all you got. At least in iCloud, I'm going to guess. I don't know for a fact, but I'm going to guess that the stuff that I'm storing in iCloud is at least on RAID. Right? Yeah. <laughs> My phone. Your phone, well, it's, it's a single device. Well, it's probably on object storage somewhere, right? So, Right. It's on object storage, probably using uh, erasure code. And yeah. my point is a single device yeah. is not going to take out. Um, yeah. But um, so I, but I'm, I'm, I'm little... glad you did this experiment, though, Curtis, because honestly, yeah. I wasn't aware of this. Granted, I don't use iCloud. Right. But I wasn't aware of this. I think a lot of people, like you said, make the assumption iCloud is a backup tool. I don't have to worry about this. They probably were like, hey, I want to optimize storage. Let's turn that on without realizing the implications. So I'm glad someone at least did the due diligence to actually figure out, okay, what does this mean and what are possible solutions? So thank you. Hey, you're welcome. (laughs) In my best Maui voice, you're welcome. I probably wasn't even in the right key or whatever. Do you even know what I'm talking yes. about? Okay. There is the You're Welcome yeah. song. So, uh, and by the way, if I would really love to hear if there are other things that I could not find. Uh, you know, if you're a product that does this and you deal with the storage optimization problem, then, um, so by the way, Maybe that's another answer to the question. Don't use storage optimization and use any iPhone or Android backup tool. Yep. Right. And um, the other one also to mention is this only captures and backs up things that iDrive has access to, which includes your photos, your iOS photos, right? So things in your photo, in your camera roll, right? Your contacts. But it doesn't necessarily include photos that might only be stored in an application. Right, that isn't right. sharing it, like maybe in WhatsApp or some other type of application or other data and video created natively within an application, right? So this solution wouldn't work for that. So just be aware of it. It's not going to cover everything, but I think for a lot of people, they're just using the native camera roll, right? So or camera in iOS or Android. And so this should work for that. And it is going to back up and at least protect that data. Yeah, exactly. I, I know I have a handful of other apps, like I have a audio recording app, and that stores data locally on the phone and also synchronizes it with my cloud account for that company. Mm-hmm. Um, that's part of that service. But that also is a synchronization. It's not a backup, yeah. but I don't, short of like imaging my phone... I got nothing. Just a quick editor's note. If you'd like to try iDrive, I put a link in the show description that will get you 90% off the first year. And also we do get a referral fee, which will help support this podcast. I want to say thank you to those of you. Well, I want to say thank you, Prasanna, for excitedly waiting for the conclusion of this. No, I've been waiting. I'm I'm glad that you actually saw it through to the end, Curtis. And thanks for sharing your results. And uh, thanks again to the listeners. Be sure to subscribe so that you can 
restore it all that you have on your iPhone. It'll be completely done Maybe someday 